Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do, 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 do. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of Joe Black Meets. And this week it is time to bring in the models as I talk to senior global artist at Mac Cosmetics, but maybe more recognizable as one of the judges, the head judges, along with Val Garland of Glow Up which is the basically makeup it's makeup drag race uh it's a makeup competition where very talented people uh just do what they love and that's putting things on people's faces uh, me and dominic had never met before um so this was the first time and i had such a lovely time talking to them afterwards we went for lunch um yeah it was such a pleasure so uh I had such a lovely time recording this and getting to meet a, a person that we've exchanged a couple of messages online, but never never anything too in-depth to sit and have a good good natter, both recorded and unrecorded for a couple of hours. Um, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed my time with Dominic. Um, yes, please be sure to like and subscribe, all of that nonsense. And of course, you can catch me on tour at the end of the year with Club Cataclysm. That's October and November 2022 uh, across the UK and Ireland. Uh, buy a t-shirt, buy some prints, whatever you feel to support because there are no adverts in this. This is the advert, which is me. So I don't know if that counts. Nah, it doesn't. Anyway, here's Dominic Skinner. Love you. Bye. Hello, Dominic Skinner. Hello, Joe Black. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, too. We are in the the Mac offices. Uh, this we is are. all very exciting. You know, there's hustle and bustle, lipsticks flying everywhere, <laughs> eyeshadow, uh, just across the walls, artistry, all of that. But in reality, it's very quiet, isn't it? We've got a lovely little... We do. Silent... Uh, 
corporate space where we shall talk art and delicious things. Quiet Fridays. It's the only time I'm in the office because no one else is. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. You can't face anyone. Just don't want to meet anyone. Just keep um, it down. Well, thank you very much for doing this. It's it's a pleasure. We've never met before. No. We've spoken on the old uh, Instagram. Yeah, you slipped into my DMs. Slipped or did into I slip into yours? And I right. said, would you like a chat? Do you fancy a little natter? And you say, go on then. Um, and this is the first time for this that I'm, I'm talking to someone. Uh, you know, there's there's been guests from all different walks of... Uh, of creative endeavors, but we've—I've not had anyone that is makeup. There is makeup that's an element of what they do, but not necessarily that is the the form in mm. which their creativity takes. Because I've got a sort of bizarre relationship with makeup, where it is uh, an essential factor of my work, but I wouldn't consider myself a makeup artist. Uh, and I also—I'm not. And I don't mean it in a horror. I'm not passionate about it. I'm passionate about the result, yeah, but not the getting there necessarily. Yeah. Which is why I find makeup artists really fascinating. So uh, I had done some reading, and uh, what I, I I read about you was that at the age of ten, yeah, you watched Blade Runner. Yes, you saw Daryl Hannah splash uh, some black across her eyes. You're making me weak at the knees. And you said that is for me yeah i saw this it's this one particular scene i'll be honest a, a 10 year old does not understand what blade runner is about but i was very i was one of those kids that was just very much in their own bubble that kind of oh there we go I, I, yeah <laughs> <clears throat> sorry i was in i was definitely i was one of those kids that was definitely in in my own bubble and i was slightly left of center um, always trying to fit in, but never really did. So kind of did my own thing quite a lot. And I, wa I watched a lot of movies. I watched a lot of TV. Um, I was constantly going down Blockbuster. Um, <laughs> oh, those videos. Yeah, getting the, getting the videos that you weren't really meant to get. Um, and I remember watching the scene where Daryl sprays her, her eyes with this black airbrush. And I just... It everything just sank into place, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily makeup because I fell into makeup later on in life. I didn't I didn't pursue makeup as a career. Like that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, but it was this idea of of self expression that she just whimsically sprayed black across her eyes, got up and walked away as if like yeah. And and it was so I found it so empowering that she could be this complete individual that. It inspired me to just be myself, mm -hmm. to embrace my oddities, to embrace the things that others may find uh, annoying and uh, difficult and actually understand that they find it difficult because I may be challenging things within them that are making them question their own existence as deep as that is within 30 seconds of starting this. Oh, no, that's gorgeous. But, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it, it, I think the weird thing is, is I, I'm just like, you know, we all got a lot of problems. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> and being dyslexic in the 80s and 90s meant that you were considered stupid, thick, um, unintelligent. And I, I always knew I wasn't. I knew I was intelligent. I knew I was... 
I had a brain and I knew that it, it worked. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to connect it in a way that made other people's li- other people listen. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of it was that m- that sort of moment where watching this one very small scene kind of connected all the dots mm-hmm. and made me realize actually this is what I need to do. Like a lightning strike. Yeah, it was. I, I always find those really fascinating because I remember sort of my one and there's the way it makes you you feel there's like a wash mm. over your body and you just, and everything feels clearer. Yeah. Um, I call it moment. It, it's, it's, I have these things. I call them moments of enlightenment. They're these little moments where suddenly the clouds pass, the sun beams down and you literally, you see it. You understand what everything is for. And everyone has them and, and but you have them multiple times. Sorry, I jumped in. Go and tell No, me. no, that's, oh, no, that was beautiful. <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's, yeah. And then, so that, and then that sort of helped open your, like, okay, cool, this is, the dots are now connected. And then did you, was there kind of an immediate follow-up to it? Was there, is it something that you did straight after that where you were like, right? Well, um, to a degree, yes. Anyone that sat down got my mum's Estee Lauder navy blue eyeshadow over their eyes. See, that's, that's eyes. a lovely full circle, isn't it? Uh, they got <laughs> they got that across their eyes, a la Daryl Hannah from Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> if they sat around long enough, um, my dad got it many times. <laughs> um, but it was more, it was more just the understanding of expression mm-hmm. and self expression and and sort of the sort of creativity um i'm the youngest of three kids so you know i always think that the oldest kid has has the hardest time because they're kind of battling the the parental control for the following children Mm -hmm. the second child has the rubble to step over (laughs) and the third child is literally just it's an open field and you because you you're kind of you're almost like you're it's not that you're forgotten you're just sort of you're left to your own devices. You're the spare. And <laughs> you can literally get on and do what you want. So, you know, I was able to just go off and be creative. So makeup was not the the result. No, the makeup was the result of the freedom that I had mm-hmm. to just be. Because you studied art, up. didn't you? Yeah, I studied art. I had this I had this dream of living in Paris with in a loft with no windows, just lots of blankets and a and an open fire. And eating baked beans and just being. That's a, I think that's that's a common thing with artists, isn't it? It's th- that kind <clears throat> of romanticised idea of that kind of bohemian life. It's like, oh, I will drink only wine and coffee and smoke cigarettes. I won't need to eat. I don't yeah. need sleep. I shall lounge around with my my back-combed hair and wear all black and yeah. just think wild thoughts. It's very Just being incen- eccentric and just sort of, you know, just be and just just live and yeah and that was that was the goal that was mm. the goal and then I suddenly realized actually I'm not very good in cold weather <laughs> uh, I do like to eat a lot and yeah I kind of I, it, it, the reality sunk in when I was at art school I thought well, maybe I need to do something else did you see other people living that life and you thought nah not for me well what it was it was a friend of mine um, actually did live in Paris. She was at Parsons Art College and I went to visit her 
to uh, to go see Bjork uh. in concert. Um, and this was like 90, 96. I was just about to graduate from high school and she, she had graduated the year before and was in Paris. And, um, and she lived in the most amazing tiny little apartment at the top of, uh, at the top of the building. And, um, it was, it was, it was everything that I wanted it to be, but then the reality kind of kicked in. It was like, maybe I don't want to do this, but it's almost that weird thing of, I want to be creative. So I'm doing creative things. Is this all right? Yeah. Yeah. I we're want talking to be... about the microphones, by the Sorry. way. If anyone's, t- and I was like, "Is this right?" I wasn't had like a cup of tea or something. Going, is this all right? Have I put enough yeah. milk in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much milk. Always too much milk. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be creative. I just didn't know the outlet, and I think that's the benefit of going to art school mm-hmm. is having the ability to just play. And, and and work it out. That's a common thing with art school as well. That a lot of people who go there don't actually end up doing the thing that they're studying, mm. but it uh, not references it. It kind of clarifies uh, or, or or gives you like a little springboard for something else. So you know, someone who who studies fine art may end up doing something else that involves yeah. some of the skills they've learned. And in, yeah. in your case, it was makeup. So. At what point then, if you were, you went into the, what What was the kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? That moment there where you went, I'm going to put this on someone's face. <laughs> the transition. Um, <clears throat> I would say the, the, the thing that, makeup, makeup has always, when I look back, makeup has always played a, a, a part within my experience. From Daryl Hannah to uh, Rick Baker watching mm. the transformation of the werewolf, um, there were, you know, the, and then just to my mum watching my mum. My mum, my mum was like Sue Ellen on Dallas. She was just, <laughs> she was so glamorous. Well, she is glamorous. She still is glamorous. She's seventy five, even though she would hate me saying it out loud. She's 75. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah, she's her. And she, um, but she still wears a full face of makeup. Uh-huh. Um, she will always wear, she will always be well put together, no matter what. And I would watch her apply makeup every day. I would watch her do her makeup. And I was just quite fascinated by the whole process. And one of the things she used to do when being the youngest and there being sort of a five-year age gap between me and my middle brother meant that my brothers would go off and do their own thing. And I was just kind of at home, you know, painting the dog's toenails with, <laughs> n- with her nail, nail varnish and stuff. So um, so she would do this thing where she would bring her makeup brushes down and I would paint her face, but with her makeup brushes, with no, no makeup on. Um, but it was a way that she could just have a little five-minute, ten-minute nap. Whilst she, she clocked what kept you safe. Yeah. But she knew that she, I was there. She knew that I was there. But she could close her eyes and have a little sleep. Um, so the makeup has always played a part. And uh, but then in the nineties, one of the I think one of the saddest things at the minute is is the lack of visualization for young people. Um, it's very homogenized and 
generic within Instagram. It's it's you 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 see one thing, you see it a million yeah, times. You, you feel like you see the same person yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, but when growing up in the nineties, the Face magazine was like the most influential magazine that could have happened to me. Seeing seeing it from the 90s but you know obviously having it around in the 80s but I wasn't aware of it but in the 90s I just remember seeing art and fashion colliding beautifully and so inspirationally so when I was then going to school and I was seeing these magazines um you know at the train station but never having the money to pay for it so I'd flick through it and then go to school and try and recreate it um so I would then add makeup to the to the, the my friends and take photographs, and so I was incorporating makeup a lot within within that sort of discovery. Um, but it never really sort of became a thing until until basically my mum told me to go and get a job and don't come back until <laughs> until you've got one because I I kind of I finished. I finished school, went to uni, did a year of art school, and then got into fashion. And so I got a place at London College of Fashion doing menswear. And I wanted to do women's wear, but my mind was like, well, actually, I'll just do women's wear, but just put it on men. That just makes more sense. But then after sort of sort of a couple of months of thinking about it, I was like, actually, I don't know if I want to do that. So my mum, thinking that I was going to be the next John Paul Gaultier, was horrified. She was so angry at me that I was giving up this potential of of her being able to lord it over her friends that my son, the big fashion designer. <laughs> so she just she got really angry and told me to leave and don't come back until I got a job. And so I got a job at the body shop. And body shop had a makeup line. And the people in the that I worked with, they I'm sure they did it as a joke. They were like, Oh, there's there's this bloke. Let's get him to do all the makeup. Ha ha ha! But because of all the background of of art and playing with makeup, I just found it really easy. I found the transition really mm. easy, and and it kind of that's where I suddenly thought, okay, this is what I want to do. The makeup, and it was the makeup, but it wasn't necessarily the the makeup or the play or the the looks. And I genuinely, I know this. I always say this, and everyone thinks it sounds like a load of bullshit, but it was genuinely getting the responses of people almost what I found, what I realized was makeup allows the individual to become the person they are inside. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the, you're painting on the outside. What is deep in the inside? Yeah. I don't think it's bullshit at all. I think that that rings true for a lot of people, whether as a, a creative or just as a, Mm. A human in the day to day, you know, it's, yeah. it's not for a lot of people. It's not necessarily about impressing other people. It's about projecting, projecting themselves yeah. on, onto themselves. Yeah. What I find interesting about this is that not once have you said about putting makeup on yourself. No, yeah. So for again, for my relationship is just doing it on on me to to kind of meet a a goal. Yeah. Well, did you so did you ever play around with it on your own face or was it always like? on other people that was that you always wanted a canvas yeah it it was always on other people it, you know that was it was kind of a mix between the times you know it wasn't a selfie mm. uh moment in in the world so therefore 
um, it's like it's so funny on Instagram the other day I posted a I found a I've been having a big old clear out and I found a photo of of oh the art school the art school and then you, you said oh it? for people uh, waiting to uh, trying to figure trying out which to one fi- I am yeah. I took the photo yeah, yeah. I took <laughs> I was actually behind the camera taking the photo of my art class um, and. So people find it weird that you wouldn't be in the photo as well, but um, but that's the thing. It's like it never it never occurred to me to really put makeup on myself. I have done and I do um, for for more social media than anything else. But it's more um, it's more play. I I am absolutely rubbish at doing my own makeup. That's, like it's that's... only it's only just now that I realised when I put a lipstick on myself to not to basically block out the Cupid's bow. So I, I put the lipstick straight over the little indent mm-hmm. of the Cupid's bow um, because that makes my lips look better. Whereas when I would try and paint the Cupid's bow in, it just always looked weird. And that's like, I've been doing makeup for 20, nearly 25 years and I've only just realised that. That's so funny because everyone would, I think everyone complains it's harder to kind of do makeup on, on, your, on other people and yeah. yourself... I mean, you get that a lot in uh, with with glow up and stuff. A lot of them go, "I've never done makeup on someone else." Yes, uh, and it's a, into, like when I've tried it, I'm you know I can make myself look a certain way, and then I go, "Well, it's easy," and I start. I'm starting on someone's face, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, like I, it's a mess doing it on on someone else. But I guess for me, it's like a manhandling thing that I will just punch that brush into my own face. But I'm yeah. not gonna give someone a black eye trying to pack on some blue eyeshadow. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I, I think it's so, so straight after all this time. And it's, I, again, I think it's harder to do someone else to then turn onto your own, uh, it is, it's not, is <clears throat> doing makeup on, on someone else is, is not an easy, it's not an easy job. You know, it, it, it is challenging. And I think the interesting thing is people who do their own makeup a lot, you know, and they do it beautifully. And then like you say, and then, and then they, try and do it on someone else and it, it becomes a an absolute shit show yeah. but you know there's multiple reasons for that you know there, there you know there are there are there are lots of sort of nuances to the face that just y- you need to figure it out and you need to learn to figure it out quickly if you as a makeup artist you you have models come in and you have to just put makeup on their face well, straight away. One of the things we're watching glow up that stresses me out when it's like, go. Oh yeah. You know? And that's, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll come, we'll come to that in a minute. Cause the, I, I find it fascinating. The kind of fast paced, like you've just got to go, go do a good job. Here you go. Thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to ask, because you are a senior global artist for Mac. Yeah. I don't really understand what that is. I don't either. <laughs> I'm still waiting for, like nine years late, I'm still waiting for someone to tell me what I'm meant to be doing. Um, what is it? Yeah, what is it? What, what does a senior, in my head, you're, you're, you're in, you're in this uh, big white room and you, someone comes in and you sort of, like a like a soothsayer sat there sort of with your legs crossed with like chanting music and you look up and you go red lip <laughs> <laughs> that is that's basically what i do 90% of the time that is my life um yeah like i just sit by a, a big red telephone and then once every month it will ring and i pick it up and i'm like blue eyeshadow and then i hang up and then that's, that's my life <laughs> that's basically it um 
Uh, how do I go? How do I explain it? What? So, uh, can I say what I think it is? Yeah, go on. Okay, and then you you can you can. So we're that's gonna probably going to be the easiest way of answering. Actually. Do you? So, uh, do you represent Mac? And there is a new product, and you go here is what you can do with yeah. it. Is that is that a good explanation? That's exactly it. There we go. Yeah, no, um, it's 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 multi it's multifaceted, multi layered. There, there is a lot of there's a lot of things that I do um, within the realms of my position. Um, <clears throat> I think the, the the clearest answer is to just say I am the spokesperson for the brand. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a celebrity ambassador that be that maybe is on advert, on an advert or you know talking about whatever i'm that but 24/7 <coughs> so mac is a makeup artist uh brand it it you know there's mac is makeup artist cosmetics so it's it's an artist led company i was today years old when i've just learned that fact oh really <laughs> there we go i've been using yeah. mac for years and i just thought that was just its name yeah no it's it's it it stands for something it actually does stand for something oh so you know and i kind of always say that the a is you know is the artist and it's holding it's holding the other letters together and it's kind of really it's the it's the heart of what mac is all about and my role is to really sort of keep that heart pumping by mm-hmm. by delivering Give, the artistry and it's sort of giving people ideas and going yeah. this you know this this thing can be used for this and this and if you use it like this you'll get this and yeah <clears throat> to inspire people to inspire people and to spi- to inspire all sorts you know from from fellow makeup artists um to um you know julie dropping off her kids at primary school um to who someone on social media who wants to be creating all sorts. My role is to just sort of really promote the product and show exactly how you do it. Um, so that's that's one side of it. The other side of it is I do work sort of behind the scenes on a lot of forthcoming uh, product products, product launches, testing products. Um, any sort of element of artistry that is required is where I come they, they will in. you out. Yeah, yeah. They take you out of your white box, put you on a little like sack trolley and just... Yeah, so it could be design, like I've designed makeup looks for theatre productions. I um, do a lot of fashion week um, internationally as well. Uh, key shows, work on teams, um, all sorts. Quotes, I do a lot of quotes for magazines um, <laughs> as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. And then... And then in the in-between times, I'm then, I'm then creating content, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a a new development. When I got the job, social media wasn't really a thing. So it's kind it's of... Campaigns, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to adapt and you, you have to sort of roll with the punches and, and sort of, you know... But it's like anything in life. You can't, you can't stick to doing the same thing every day. You have to evolve. Otherwise, I mean, I would get so bored. So that's the one thing that I, I, I do say that, you know, every day is different. And if you love a nine to five, it is not the job for you. And well, if you love makeup as well, yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm fascinated by people who, because I can't. If I see a palette, I'm like, right, okay, I'll have a blue smoky eye, and that's where it goes. And that's, you know, yeah, that's where it goes yeah. for me. 
I don't look and go, this could be this wonderful scene. I can create this illusion. Like it doesn't, it doesn't occur to me, mm. which is why why I really like uh, watching Glow Up. And I, so I will admit to you that I was very hesitant to watch it originally because my understanding of reality TV is that um, it's quite mean. Yeah. Um, and that. Uh, I would. I felt like I was like, oh, they're just gonna tell people their shit, yeah, and then and then and then you know get rid of them, and it's all very horrible. And then I watched it, and I was like, everyone's so bloody nice. It is, isn't it? Um, and also, it's not necessarily uh, an opinion; it's more technical. Yeah, on on things. So I've never, I've never looked like watched the TV and gone, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, I've gone. Oh, what a shame! I like that person. It's a shame that they didn't do well this week. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not. It's it's not. It's not. It is up for debate to a degree, but it 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 is like. Oh, I might like that person, but I can see that they did that thing wrong. Yeah, and also because of the technicalities of it all. Yeah, I find it quite supportive in that. Like afterwards, you go, well, actually, if you'd use this first and then done that, it's all very um, constructive. Constructive. Um, uh, that's, I'm, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. For, honestly, yeah, I, thank you I, for saying I, that. I, and that's why I really like it. And again, because I'm not someone that um, does make up creatively. It minds a, a means to an end. Yeah. I find it really inspiring. And I love seeing other people be excited about it. Yeah. Um, because at first, when I first started watching it, I was doing that thing. Do you know when you watch a quiz show and you're like, I'll do well at this? Yeah. And yes. I, I did that and I was like, oh, I can do makeup. I could do this. I could do this. And then it's like someone paints, uh, you know, uh, an illusion scene on their face. And I'm like, I just sometimes I'll get halfway through a smoky eye and go, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so yeah, it's I find it ever so inspiring. Again, also very constructive. And what I also found really fascinating <clears throat> about it is that everything is applicable to real world opportunity. Mm. Uh, so you take the contestants with you to fashion shows sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so they actually get hired based off of this, and if they're good, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's not they were popular on the show, so they get hired. It's like, oh, they're good at makeup. They are good at this thing they're on the show and and uh it, yeah it, it it gives up and they meet people and work with people in the in the process of the show that <clears throat> becomes tangible experience and and contacts and i just i just i mean obviously because i've only done drag race so it's which is very much a soap opera yeah um and the the, the work afterwards is not necessarily related to your skill it's related to appearing on the show. Yeah. Whereas this is because of, of the nature of it. And I just, and, and the people that do well in the show do well in real life. Mm. Um, which I remember talking to, to J uh, James. Yeah. Uh, James Mack. James Mack. Uh, <clears throat> and they, I think it was maybe James that said this. Um, so someone from, from, from the show said that, you know, if you, as you get towards the end of the show, that's where like real, big opportunities start coming your yeah. way because you've you've shown so many facets of your ability by that point that you you people watch that and go wow they're they're great they can do this and they've done that mm. and then they've done that and then maybe someone who doesn't get as far but they've done something early on that someone sees and they go they were really good at that yeah. and i just it just feels ever so supportive um 
and I mean, is I mean, it's TV, so obviously things get edited and stuff. But it, it would be straight. It would be harder to make it. Usually with these things, they look less supportive in the edit. Yeah, uh, this looks very supportive. So I'm imagining there's even more we don't see. Oh God, yeah. Oh my God, like so the feedback, the individual, the individual feedback on the creative briefs, which is the things that they do in the studio. Um. We, we, Val and I, and whoever's the guest judge, um, but Val and I predominantly, because we, you know, we're slightly more invested on the, on the, with the, with the artists, mm-hmm. um, we give feedback and sometimes it can last about 20 minutes and you'll it's... get maybe, you'll get a minute, 30 seconds of that. Um, but we don't, you know, that, that's down to the editors. They're, they're the ones that have to cut and slice and put it together but also still even if it's not edited those people have uh have learned something but that but that that's yeah. the thing it's like we we don't we're not thinking about the edit we're not thinking about the 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 sound bites that they're going that the editors are gonna then mm-hmm. cut to show that moment val and i see this uh, we weirdly we kind of subconsciously felt the same thing about the show when we first started. It was kind of like the maybe two or three episodes in, we suddenly it suddenly dawned on us that what we're doing is we're giving new talent, which is necessary for the industry to keep going. We're giving new talent the best university experience that they can possibly have because universities often aren't actually that practical it's a lot of theory yeah i went to i went to london college fashion and i i loved it i absolutely loved it it was like it was like fame but with blusher it was like you know it was (laughs) it was weird but i knew that i was going to come out of this with only after two years i was going to come out of it with eight photos just eight photos out of two years and about £15,000 worth of debt. And so my thought was, what this is going to do is they are going to have two opportunities a week to create. Mm -hmm. They're going to meet individuals that are potentially able to give them a job afterwards, no matter where they come in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about giving them, you know... the beauty industry is in this really weird state at the minute where you've got core makeup artists like myself, like Val, like Alex Box, Andrew Gallimore, Pat McGrath. You've got them lot. And then on the other side of it, you've got all the social media uh, creators. If we don't pull some of that talent from the social media world into the industry it will cave in on itself because there will be no one to replace those big names once those big names retire. And so this is an opportunity to really open up what is quite closed off, uh, open up a world to show you may be in your bedroom painting your face based on a YouTube video you're watching, but tomorrow you could be in LA working on a Marvel movie, um, putting makeup on Samuel L. Jackson. Like... That is that is where you could and be, that's, and that's the reality. And that's the reality. Yeah. And so, having this show open up those doors and give artists that 
inspiration to say this is what you could do and the 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 feedback that Val and I give it's so funny because when you watch not that I I am slight sort of um uh what's the word um when you like a bit of slap and tickle <laughs> a pervert a pervert I'm a bit of a pervert <laughs> Uh, where am I going with this? So um, no, I do. I, I I will I will go on to like MIB uh, MIBD and look up oh, IMBD. Sorry, I'll go to IMBD and I'll look up Glow Up and read the reviews. And they're always by Americans, and Americans <laughs> don't get what Val and I do because they're not used to honest critique. Val and I give very honest, clear feedback, but it's constructive. We will explain. For me, I will give uh, more technical feedback because I had a, a long time within education. So I can technically explain why something isn't working. Val also gives technicalities, but she also gives it from an op- a point of view where she is so long-standing in the industry that she just she just knows. It's like a, a business perspective. Yeah, so, so there's, you know, we both come at it from a very from two different points, which is why sometimes I love it and Val doesn't. There's, there, there's sometimes there is that sort of crossover. I was trying to think of a way to explain the the, the kind of judging styles on on a purely uh, I'm going to say camp factor. Mm. Is, is is the the energies I'm getting is that you're the uncle going, oh you silly sausage, you should have put that one down first. Yeah. And Val just sort of takes a sip of wine and goes, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I could think to describe. It. I was trying to explain to my because my boyfriend had never seen it. Yeah, and I was like, I think I think you'd really like it. And they were like, Oh, I can't watch them being mean to people. I was like, They're not. I pro- I promise yeah. you, like, if anything is like a negative thing, it's fine. Yeah, like, the only thing, the only time we ever get really annoyed is when we feel like, and there's only been one time, um, couple of seasons ago I think it was season two and I, I was just I was actually really angry because a certain individual was just blatantly not taking the piss but just sort of like um not taking and it's not and it's not like I want to take it's only makeup like we're not we're not um we're not doing heart surgery like it, it's literally it's just quite frivolous and it's quite fun and it's creative but people really want to work at this industry and there was an individual that was just pissing about and that's the only time I've ever got really angry where it's like because I'm thinking you've taken the place of someone that could have been doing you know who is going to really take everything on board and learn from it but the thing is they did they learned they realized and they 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 hunker down yeah I I, I always think about this with it with these sort of shows because sometimes it is you look at it and you go someone you know, uh, there's a lot of people hungry for this. Yeah. Um, and it's it's I, there's there's been a few instances I've noticed when people if people are maybe rude to models or clients that you you and Val have kind of gone hang on a minute hang and then on. they go oh sorry I didn't realise and there was one and I can't remember their name um, <clears throat> which it was very bizarre for me and I was kind of going no who did kind of a, a, a protest thing in 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 the face off yeah um, and I thought that was. It was it was strange to watch because again because I'm from Drag Race yeah that uh, you can do uh, you could do the best thing possible and they go well it doesn't fit the brief and actually here's something irrelevant uh, that 
wasn't actually the judging criteria, but now it's the judging criteria now. Uh, but watching yeah. something that is quite supportive and someone sort of protesting, I was like, no, don't do it, you yeah. fool. Um, and that was, yeah, strange, strange to watch. Yeah, that was Charlie. It was, it was, such, a, it was such an interesting moment because, like, I, I just remember sort of looking around thinking, like, um, what do we do? What, what do we do? <laughs> like, how do we, how do we do this? Um, because we'd never had it before. We'd never had anyone sort of do that before. And it was almost a, it was almost, it was really hard to sort of, it's hard because the thing is you, you it's like, I, I, I know I'm old, but I'm not, I'm not disconnected. Like I understand young people and I understand their thought processes and I understand what it is they're trying to do. And I kind of feel like I understand why Charlie did what they did. But it was almost like, it was almost, the, 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 the difficulty was, it was it, the protest was, the protest was protesting something that wasn't an issue with yeah, it, the thing it, that it, they it were protesting. It wasn't related to, because to what was going on. the show, for those who haven't seen it, um, Charlie wrote, uh, oh God, what is it? Um, queer something forever. Queer. Something, yeah, something like queer forever. Queer power. Queer, queer power forever. Um, and it's almost like um, we're probably the, the yes. most <laughs> inclusive show. Yeah, that's what I, I, I thought was so strange. I mean, what we was, were the first show to have pronouns well, within. Well, that's what I was going to say, actually, within, is that it's, yeah. it's not even a big deal. It just appears at the yeah. bottom. And everything is, and I, I love it when it was, I think it was in the most recent one, when as someone sat down with a model, they said, hello, what are your pronouns? Yeah. And they said, and I think it was, it was you that went, look how easy this is. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the thing. And, and you know, what's, what was interesting about uh, the first season we did was, uh, we did attach pronouns were, was season three. And it was just a very quick conversation where it's like oh we, we, this is what we're going to do and it's like that's brilliant and then there was so much well not there was yeah there was a few reports uh, articles about it as this is the future of tv like this is this is how it's going to be done in the future there was no sort of like uh you know snowflakes or whatever it was it was just this is part and parcel of life and this is what we're going to do and then what happened was it led my dad to have a conversation with me about pronouns. Like, so why have, why have you got pronouns on the show? And that allowed me to then explain the difference between gender, sexuality, mm-hmm. and sex, uh, uh, sex like uh, yeah. bodily bits. Yeah. Um, and, and that conversation led him to sort of understand the difference and why people may appear physically male but want to use a pronoun that is not traditionally attached to mm-hmm. a male form which then he then passed it on to his all his dog walking friends that he went went out and you know and it's that sort of com- those conversations it, it enables and so when charlie did do his uh, their pro- sorry when charlie did do their protest it it was kind of a bit uh unfortunate because i kind of felt like that's you know 
maybe do it on a show that is not so inclusive. Yeah, because there's to there's, make a point. There's a lot, yeah. But which is for us, we were like, oh, okay. But also, I thought the the, the sort of reaction to it, it wasn't like sort of went okay, yeah. Um, thank you. You know, there there was there was no animosity, nothing, and that's again why why after being hesitant to watch it because I thought because it's a reality TV competition and then just seeing uh, the, the way all of it is met with so much calmness and and love and support I just I find it endlessly endlessly fascinating well yeah because I think I think what you're dealing with and you 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 will know this because you're working with multiple artists from different generational sort of positions in in life When you're working with creatives, when you're working with artists, they they have a point of view. Mm-hmm. And for you to then sort of criticise their artistic view is, is condescending. Mm-hmm. Because that's their, that's their thought process and that's what they envision. So my job is not to sit there and say, oh, I, I just like, don't yeah. like it. It's the the black eyeshadow could have been deeper. Yeah. If this is what you want to do, I'm going to tell you how you can achieve it. Probably it's simpler, it's quicker, it's more effective. And to get the result that you're trying to, I see where you're aiming for. And this is how I'm going to help you to get there. Would, would you like to know the most helpful thing I got told in episode one of Drag Race, which is Elizabeth, Hurt, and they didn't put this in, but I'm out of contract, so fuck them. <laughs> Um, is uh, Elizabeth Hurley looked at some notes and then she looked at me and then she looked down at the notes and she went, darling, I've just written scary. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was the, the, Thanks. how helpful I was like, oh, she's quite camping. She, I wonder what she has to say. <laughs> and then she just called me scary. That's... And oh, she also did say, she went, do you always do your makeup like that? That's so... But then, but then, didn't elaborate on it. <laughs> the thing, and I left, and I was like, "Is Elizabeth Hurley? What's she trying to say?" Yeah. <laughs> but that's again, it, it leading back to, to why I'm I, I I really enjoy it as a viewer. Yeah. Because I mean, Drag Race for me now is is um it's hard, it's different to watch because I know how everything works. Mm. So that's why it's I I've really enjoyed getting into another thing on the same channel. Yeah. Uh, with. <clears throat> some crossovers of of people that what's quite nice also is that I kind of recognise the names of a lot of the people that you have as guest judges as well, but not necessarily. Yeah. Now and actually, I... and actually, a few people that work on the show work on Drag Race and uh, Queens of the Universe, mm-hmm. and and so there is there is a few sort of like crossover, and I'm I'm always like befriending. The, the producer who's also on I'm desperate I'm like oh yeah I was get me get me on it have you they've not they've not asked yet then not yet not yet even though I'm constantly bombarding <laughs> uh, Michelle Visage with with compliments uh, hello hello that's it you look Trevor so gorgeous I'm the one that's not Val <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well I couldn't have Val because she's got a Michelle energy. Oh, well, you know what's really funny is we, like, I always talk about Val, and I, the, the way I describe Val is she is, a, uh, she is a gay man trapped in a drag queen's body. <laughs> that is exactly who she is. She is as camp as tits, and just, she has such a, a wicked sense of humour and such a sharp tongue that you, but she's also incredibly 
caring. Mm-hmm. She she will she will just she can read a room like no one else I know. She will just be able to walk in, know exactly where the issue is, and know whether she needs to deal with it or whether it will just fade. Uh, getting to work with with Val in such an intimate way like the show, even though, because I'd worked with her for a long time before, for about 15 years before, I'd worked alongside her with, on shows and supported her in different, uh, different parts of, of, you know, beauty. But then to be in this situation where I'm getting to hang out with her, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, she's got the best stories. I'm desperate for her to write a book, like an autobiography, because it is just the best. She's got the best stories. Uh, yeah, she's 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 definitely got that that vibe of like get get a few glasses of wine down her. Oh, you don't even and, need that. Yeah. She will spill everything. <laughs> just just you just ask her the right question, and she is there. Right. Well, let me tell you this. <laughs> the thing is, now the year the sort of Sophia from the Golden yeah, Girls. It's Sophia. Picture it. Picture it. Sicily, nineteen twenty. Um, so it is. It's it, she is she is like that. It's just brilliant. You're saying that sort of campus tits thing, and I think the two of you next to each other. Um, I imagine both of you were born looking like you do now. So you had the glasses and the mustache, but as a as a baby, Val had the 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 horn rimmed glasses. glasses. Um, and it's there was because the, there you had the episode with the filters. Um, yeah. As well, it's just that sort of uh, borderline caricature uh, thing. I I love it, and it just that's why it works so beautifully. You two standing next to each other. It is. It's an it's a slight oddball. An oddball mix. The, but weir- the weirdest married couple in the, the world. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's quite. Is, but it weirdly, I, I, you know, it. I I remember when we were going through the process of, uh, when they were going through the process of casting and, and, uh, I was sort of in the mix with other people, and um, Leah, the producer that was sort of, casting me. Uh, or, or helping helping me through the casting, she kept she kept saying sort of, "What do you think about Val? What do you think about Val?" And I and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Val. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah." And then after about the fourth time, I was like, "Look, Leah, I'm really sorry. I don't want to sort of shit on your parade. You need to forget about Val. There is absolutely no way that this woman is ever going to do the show. <laughs> Little did I know that she was actually already signed up and um and and." You know, she was already on the books, but I, I had no no idea, and I, I just never assumed that this would be where Val would would go. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful because I just think she is such she is such a wonder to watch, and I think she just she just she's just so fun. Like honestly, we have we just giggle the whole time, and she she does roll her eyes a lot because I spend ninety percent of the time taking selfies um <laughs> but she yeah she's she's always up for a laugh she's always up for a, a giggle so uh yeah it's brilliant fun that's just the the, the sort of <clears throat> when you're watching everyone do the things of you Val and the and the guest judge it just it, it, it just you're like oh this is a group of people i want to hang out with it is <clears throat> it's it's yeah, it's it's just so much fun. Um, I'm I'm going to move away from glow up now because we've we've we, we've we've addressed it. You, <laughs> your reality TV fame um, <laughs> in your work outside of it. Yeah, is is there been well? There's two parts to this. So, is there been something that you've done that you've gone? 
wow, I can't believe I did that. That's my favorite thing ever. Mm. And also something that you're like angling for that doesn't necessarily exist or maybe like a certain face or a certain show or an idea that you want to... Because again, this is different. It's not like me saying to a you know, a musician, oh, what album do you wish you'd written? Yeah. Or is there like a, a, a dream thing you would like to do in whatever way it, manifest, it may manifest? And is, there, and is there a dream thing you have done? Oh, God. Okay. So is there the dream thing that I have done? I think I, I've been very lucky and I, I consider myself lucky. I've worked very hard. I'm not going to sit here and say it. You know, I just literally rolled around and it all just well, kind of happened. That's actually, just to, to interrupt you, I was going to say this earlier and I forgot to say it. That in the Joe Lysa interview, he said that there are no out-of-work brilliant comedians. Yeah. And I'm imagining in the makeup world, there is no out-of-work brilliant makeup artists because because of the technical nature. Like, you've worked hard and your yeah. hard work is why you are doing these things. It's yeah. not it's not chance, it's not who you know, it is because of your hard work and your skill. Mm. Um and I just find that I think does do you think that applies that there's no out of work brilliant makeup artists? I think there are a lot of unknown brilliant makeup artists. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of known makeup artists that are maybe not so brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um but they just have the they have the personality or mm -hmm. the... Or star power. The star or power. The, following. The, the, well, it's also, I mean, you know, from an inclusion and diversity point of view, the, the industry is incredibly uh, privileged. It's, it's a, it's a pr predominantly white privilege. You have to have the support and the financial support of, of family around you to be able to do it because you're working... I worked for five years without actually earning any money because... There is, it's just that sort of unfair, but unfortunately it's just the way it is uh, that you have to do a lot of free jobs to get your face seen and to get up the ladder to then get to mm -hmm. a position where you can start charging money. Um, so there are, a, there are, I'm not going to say a lot, there is a few people that are in a position because of their own personal privilege mm -hmm. not necessarily because they're the best and the difficulty with that is that i would love that to i would love them to acknowledge it because if they could acknowledge it then they could do something about it they could help other people they could help other people so i guess that doesn't apply then the the kind of no out of work one because it's i guess very competitive it's very well this is the thing it's very competitive i mean you know because it, the thing is, there is so much work. There is so much work. There is no need for there to be competition. People will always need makeup on in Something. some way. Yeah. yeah. Like makeup. And, and that's the thing about Glow Up is we've shown makeup influences so much of of life that there is, there is work out there. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes people then come along and say, well, yeah, you've hired them for this much and I'll do it for this much. So then... And it's kind of like there is no need for that. Um, there should be no need to sort of undercut and, you know, there should be standards that we should all is, support. Is, is there a union? With. There must be a union. There, there isn't. Uh, oh. There is in the States. Uh, there isn't. Uh, there is w within within sort of TV and film 
is it under unions. equity? I no. I, no, I don't think it is actually. Um, but it's it is that sort of. Um, Devi- <laughs> we deviated off the question quite a lot, but um, but the, to answer your question, it's going to what Joe Lysett said. There is no out of work great makeup artists like they're all working. It's just there are so many that are amazing that you just don't know mm-hmm. because they've just not had the ability to be noticed and seen, mm-hmm. which is kind of why. When again going back to glow up guest judges, we really make a point of trying to find those individuals that we really believe need to be noticed, that need to be seen, to be, uh, you know, so that it's not just the the same top five that always get get recognition, um, because the industry is huge and it, it everyone deserves there's, there's a moment. There's room for everyone. Yeah, there yeah. is a room for everyone. Um, but yeah, my, I think you know I've been very, very lucky. I, I like I said, I've worked very hard for what I've achieved. Um, but I am very lucky that I have ticked so many boxes of things that you would think, you know, what if if I was a makeup artist, what would I want to do? Well, I've ticked mm-hmm. a lot. I've worked on, um, I've worked in Fashion Week in New York, Milan, Paris, London. Um, I've done what I would consider my my three favourite designers, uh, Westwood, Gautier, and Jeremy Scott. Ooh. Like, I, I'm <clears throat> extremely the lucky. The pressure there must be insane. Uh, yes, it can be. It can be. But at the same time, it's your job. You just do yeah. it. You just kind of... There's no real time to sort of piss about. You just got to get on with it. Um, and, and, you know, doing it for a number of years gets to gets you to a point where you just know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, I've worked with the greatest makeup artists, Val, Kabuki, uh, Alex Box. Um, oh, God. Just, I can't even remember 90% it's just of them. a blur of brilliance. It is, yeah. And and the thing is, it's like, and the, the, the wonder of assisting is that you get to you get to sort of see the greatest parts of each person and you then steal it. So you just literally can, you then become the amalgamation of all the greatest things that you, you've seen in others. I've seen some horrendous (laughs) situations as well. And I've said to myself, I'm never going to do that. Um, You know, when you work backstage with, with creatives who aren't necessarily designed to be people, pe- people, they're <laughs> artists. Know, humans, they're, they're, they're this bizarre ball of creativity. Yeah, so they don't know that you can't slam someone down or you can't sort of throw abuse and shout at someone. They don't know that. So you do, you do see some absolute horrendous moments. Um, but you learn from it and you say, oh. well, I, I will never do that. Um, I will never act like that. I'll never behave like that. I mean, I've, I'm not saying I've never, um, but you know, it's, it's, a black I've, I've, occasionally I've had a, a moment and I've had to <laughs> talk myself down off the off the cliff. But yeah, it is that sort of. Um, I I I would say that there's there's it's not that there's nothing else I would I would ever want to do. I'm not in that position. Like every day is different, but I'm just I feel just very fortunate that I'm I'm doing the most random things ever. Like today, I never thought that in my world that I'd be sitting across from Joe Black doing a podcast. Like, 
it's just I I think the thing it's with anything, and I'm sure you probably would say the same to any emerging drag artist is that you just have to say yes. You have to take opportunities. I could sit there and say, oh my God, but do I want to do this? What am I going to talk about for for an hour with Joe? Like, what if I'm just not funny? What if I'm not entertaining? What if I'm saying really boring shit? Like, I don't know. I, I could sit there and, and, and self-doubt for, for days. Oh, same. You know? Well, I mean, this, I mean, this, I've been recording these for, for a few months now. Yeah. And it's only, at the time of us recording this, you know, one episode is out. Yeah. Um, and I was putting off release, I'd recorded it, and I was like, oh, wait till the time is right. And then I, and then I just suddenly went, what the fuck am I doing? Just get them out there. Do Go it. do the thing. Because yeah. it's, you're putting something out into the world, and it's yeah. one of those things of you kind of fear things not doing well but you're not doing it in the first place so it can neither do well nor badly Um, so true so and i just keep as bleak as it is i just have to keep going to myself well we're all gonna die aren't we yeah but this that's you know what the greatest thing i ever realized that changed pretty much changed everything was understanding that no one really gives a shit no one cares because they worried about what you think of them. And from that moment, understanding that actually walking down the street thinking, oh my God, but I can't wear that because everyone's going to laugh at me or I can't do this because everyone's going to point at me or I can't wear a moustache because I'm going to have kids laugh at my face on the train, <laughs> which happens. Um, but I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm doubting everything, every decision, oh, every every. M- oh, I relate point. to everything you've said. Because you're worried what everyone else is thinking. But then when you realise, well, actually, if I'm worried what everyone else is thinking, then they're worried about what I'm thinking. So if I sit there and realise that they're not, they're not thinking of me, they're thinking what I'm thinking of them, therefore, no one is caring what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No one cares. So therefore, I'm just going to do it. You know, it's it's this idea of imposter syndrome. I was even talking to someone yesterday, um, uh, one of the people I work with. Um, she was going through, she was getting upset because she was kind of worried about like, oh, but what if, what if this happens? It's like, but what if it doesn't? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it doesn't happen? What if it actually is brilliant? You know, and it's a mind, it's a mind game we are naturally human beings are designed to think negatively because we're there to self-preserve we are there to to stay alive so if we think negatively we're we're being prepared for any bad situation we're we're preparing for the worst that we can be delightfully surprised yeah but actually we don't have to worry about the tiger jumping out behind the bush we can actually just get on with our lives and enjoy everything that has it that it has to offer. So actually, stop worrying about what is potentially going to happen, and just enjoy what is happening. And it was, it was, it was actually again. I don't want to <laughs> bring it back to glow up, but it was that sort of how glow up came about was because I was offered another job beforehand, uh, like a quite a big freelance job, and. I allowed outside voices to start putting doubt in my mind, whether I was good enough, whether I was um, 
able to do it you know but what if this happens oh but what if that happens oh but what if this happens and that means you might have to do this this and this and and what I allowed was their doubt of their own ability to influence my ability and because of that that job disappeared mm. in a weird way it worked out because then literally a couple of weeks later glow up came into into uh into an email and it was all like if i'd done the other thing i wouldn't have been able to do it yeah but i didn't tell anyone because actually i realized i don't need your opinion mm. i don't need to tell you oh this is coming what do you think their opinion does not count my gut my own instinct is the only thing that is important. And had you done any of that sort of thing before? Was it like a, that a first in terms of like TV? Oh, completely. Presenting? Yeah. Completely. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't tell anyone because it's, sometimes it's great to ask for other people's opinions. There, I think there are, there are times, but there's some stuff that I think you just, you keep to yourself and do because... Everyone's got a different viewpoint of, mm. of things. Like a, a friend of mine at the moment is battling about whether to go away for a long contract of shows. Yeah. And what I'm making sure I do when they are, because they keep asking my opinion, I am saying like, well, it's better to do something uh, and regret it than not yes. do it at all. Um, and even though uh, I feel like they might go mad, um, <laughs> it is a very long time. And I will miss them terribly. Yeah, I'm really. It's taking a lot of uh, mostly because I'll miss them terribly. Actually, that I'm having to remember and go. Nope, you gotta because even if I very casually go, oh, it is a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be responsible for any no. doubt because I want this friend to to flourish. And that's and a, do that's well. a good that's a good friend. That's a what you're doing is being the most amazing supportive friend because. It's 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 that it's that thing that parents do on their children is put their fear and their doubt into their children and our, our as us as children our our jobs are not to live through the fears of our parents our job is to just live our own individual lives and it's the same with with when we're asking for opinions I still talk to people about what's mm. happening but I understand that that their opinion unless it's coming from you which i'm now going to ask <laughs> you all the time unless it's coming from someone who really understands you their opinion is going to be uh contaminated by their own individual fears and and um ideas about the situation what they would do in this and it's like well, no but that's not happening to you it's happening to me mm -hmm. so therefore you know what I do again, what I do with a lot of young makeup artists, and I do it with the with the with the guys on the on the show, is um, I I always tell them like even though that they've they've left the show, I'm always here. So I, you know, I'm always at the end of the phone, and and a few of them do mm -hmm. message me and or send me and we send voice notes to each other, you know, and they're asking for my opinion. They're like, you know, what this has come up and I'm not sure about it. What do you do? What should I do? How do I go about this? And I'm always there for them. I'm always there to give them my thoughts and my advice, but my advice is always exactly what you've just yeah, said. It is, it is uh, balanced and it's never from my own point of view. I give them uh, an understanding of how things work mm -hmm. and an understanding of, right, this is how you, if this is what you want to do, my job is not to, 
my job is not to get you there, but my job is to tell you the steps to which yeah. you can get yourself you give, there. You give the 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 directions, yes, yeah. or the you you yeah you, you you give the directions, yeah, and go well. That's that's this is the way I went. It's like you know having multiple streets to go down to get to a destination. Some people go down a different street, but yeah. this will get you to your destination in some ways. Just the way I went, yeah. Um, you might find it easier to go this way. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, I'm not very good at stairs, so I go this way around. Takes 10 minutes more. Um, but like I feel that. better when I get there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. and I, I think that's lovely also, the, the, the kind of support afterwards. I think it's really well. important because it also, uh, we're, you know, we're dealing with young people and I think, you know, they're so optimistic and so sort of ready for it mm-hmm. that you can't just sort of drop them at the end of the end of the the run and say okay see you later you know some of them i know won't call me because they don't need to but others do and others you know i'll reach out to them and just say how you doing what, what's going on um you know and it's but i think it's always important to make sure because again i didn't have it growing up you know i remember when i graduated from lcf my brother <laughs> Darren didn't understand how I wasn't working on the front cover of Vogue magazine. He like he, he was like, "What? So you've graduated from college? You spent all this money? You spent all this time? Why are you not doing that?" It's like because <laughs> because I haven't got twenty years' experience under my belt, and I haven't worked my way through meeting all the right people to get there. But he couldn't understand it, and so this industry is very specific and not. And you need sometimes you need someone who is in the inside to be able to guide you. Yeah, and and, and you you can be that for for people. Mm, um, definitely. Just to, to go back to one of the something I, I said earlier, just because we're coming towards the end, and I want to know <laughs> already the the, the 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 dream the dream <coughs> job the dream the job dream thing or someone or if there, is there a person that you're like I just want to. Um. It's so hard. It's so honestly, it's so hard. Because, like I say, I, I've been so lucky, and I've, I've, I've done and accomplished and met so many amazing people. This is because I asked. It's really hard to sort of say. I, I think that you know what, it, God, it's even like the dream. You know, the weird thing is, is I, I, I remember once being, I was on the train and I had my kit. And if you know makeup artists, and a kit is just massive and it's heavy and it's bulky. And I was on the tube, uh, on the train in the morning and coming in with all the commuters and they're all in their suits and they're looking all, looking down at me, sort of like, ugh, you're one of them. And, <laughs> one know, of those you're, people. You don't work in an office. I was like, no, quite frankly, I don't. Although we're in an office right now. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, but I was like thinking, yes, I may not be, I may not be paid a quarter of what you're being paid, but... Today, I'm going to a studio where I'm going to paint someone's face with the most amazing products, and I'm going to end up with the most amazing image at the end of it, whereas you're going to come home and you you can say, well, I filled in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. It's like, what would I rather do in my life? Well, actually, I'd rather do this. So I'm already kind of live, <laughs> living the dream. No, I, am, I think that's... that's I'm, I, I feel very <coughs> lucky that I know that... There, not everyone has the opportunity in the in their life to do what they want to do. I'm one of the very few people, yourself included, that is doing and earning a living, being able to put a roof over your head. Oh yeah, I have done when I I I'll be sort of sat at home and I sort of like quietly look around and go, 
What a silly job. Yeah. It's like, or I'll be going somewhere and I have to, sometimes, especially if I'm feeling, um, I said this to someone else as well, I can't remember, maybe it was Joe Lysett, that um, <clears throat> whenever I s- feel myself feeling defeated uh, by any of it, I go, I've done worse for less. Yes. And I'm still, <laughs> the fact that I can, yeah, I might not want to travel all that way for that thing because, oh, maybe it's going to be an odd crowd or it's a corporate gig and no one's mm. going to pay attention. Mm. Essentially, I am being paid to dress up, act the fool. Yep. Um, and, and and do what I love. Yeah, the environment might not be perfect because for that moment, but in some capacity, I am doing the thing I am most passionate about. Yeah. Um, and again, you'll, you'll have work that you'll go, oh God, I can't yeah. be bothered to, you'll be doing makeup, you're like, this is boring, oh God, I wish I wasn't here. But that's just, that's life. In, yeah. In, you know, you, you can... You've got to think about what the alternative is. And, you know, it, it is that sort of... Um, it's so funny when you say, like, you know, you get, you get dressed up and act a fool. That's basically what I do. But just with makeup, I, you know, I get paid to... to <laughs> Uh, we always say sort of like D- we do the doodles on the faces <laughs> and that's basically I get paid to do the doodles on the faces <laughs> and that is that's what I get paid to do and you know it's almost like I feel sometimes I shouldn't say it out loud just in case someone hears and thinks then what the fuck are we paying them to do that for because someone oh, some yeah. at some point is going to go yeah we d- we could do that without them you know, it's, it's like it's, it's that th- yeah, that the feeling of being found out. There was a, oh, it was on a podcast called Smartless, and they were talking to Liam Neeson, mm. and uh, Liam Neeson was talking about Anthony Hopkins, and apparently every time Anthony Hopkins sees Liam Neeson, he says. They haven't caught me out yet. <laughs> and that, it's so that is Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, says. And just just smiles and goes. They haven't caught no. me yet. And I feel I every day. I, and I <clears throat> rather than going. Oh God, I'm going to get found out. Yeah. I think we should all take Anthony Hopkins's yeah. stance at it, and with a cheeky wink, go. I haven't been found out yet. Yeah. Not today, so um, Dominic. It has been such a pleasure to chat oh, to you. Oh, Joe, thank uh, you. Thank you so much for taking the time and for bringing me to your 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 room of Zen, where the red phone is and yeah. it shall oh, ring. It's, it's going to ring oh, in a minute. Ring it. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And what is, uh, what is, what's the month? <laughs> Pink. Ding. That's the phone going down. I am, I'm actually genuinely going to have a phone ring in there, <laughs> I think. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dominic Skinner! Woo! Well, that was that. Lovely, lovely. Hope you enjoyed that. I, lo- I love this chat. Um, I well, That was episode six. And then next week is episode seven, which is the penultimate one of the series. Oh, how time has flown. I have loved it. But I shall lament more on that later. Um, yes, please do like, subscribe, all of that nonsense. Give me five stars unless ten is an option. I'll be returning next week with not one but two guests at the same time. Isn't that bloody wild? Two people at the same time. Right, I've had enough now. Right, I'm off to buy a tomato. Goodbye!
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.